It's April 8th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, we ended up having to, to record our opening twice because, well... Laura and I are really tired for some reason, and the first <laughs> first uh, intro sounded very, very depressing. It's like, I, I was, hi, welcome to the happy hour. Uh, <laughs> come, join so, us. Let's take a nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sponsored by Ambien. That's right. Complimentary pillows and blankies by the door. Please but, join us. Yeah, so we're we're a little slow and sluggish. I don't know why. It's, it's Friday it's afternoon. Friday. We should just be all peppy and ready to go and... It's the weekend and yeah, 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 but I'm like, <laughs> zero energy. You know, it's that time of year where the weather gets warmer and it's beautiful and we've had daylight savings now, so mm. it stays lighter longer. You're staring out the window going, I should be outside. I know. Well, and so we are outside, at least at our house, because yeah. we've got soccer practice and flag football practice and games. And so we're just doing more and we're staying up late. In fact, we didn't get home till nine o'clock last night and we're wow. eating dinner even after that. Oh, that's late. It was really late. So yeah, poor little Matthew, my seven year old was like, go away, mommy. I don't want to get up for school. So, so, it's, no, yeah. no. You were off yesterday with a busted chin. He, that's right. He's had his first stitches underneath his chin. Yes. Very exciting. Well, it was exciting for me because we got to go up to the Children's Medical Center up north of here, which is a brand new gorgeous medical facility built just in the last seven years they told me being the architect nerd mom that i am i had to ask and so we got to go over and look in the main uh, atrium where all the visitors enter the the hospital and they have this really cool kind of oblong conical volume space like Mm -hmm. three or four stories tall and it's got cool painted little uh, window portals that come in in different shapes and sizes and the outside the whole reason we went over there the outside is is covered in this veneer of these this kind of purpley blue iridescent material hmm. and and my son got really excited about it. he's like mommy can we go over there and look at that i want to go see that so maybe we have a budding architect in our family that would be kind of fun <laughs> you have a budding but, car designer in your family well yes that too but so yeah so that was our um well, second experience in an ER with him, but first experience getting stitches. So yeah. we survived. Everybody's okay. Mm. Three little stitches in his chin. And apparently once I put it on Facebook, everybody was like, oh, yeah, I've got that scar. Yep, had that. Yep, got mm-hmm. that too. And so it's a rite of passage apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So my father and my husband's uncle both commented Oh, make sure you warn him that when he starts shaving, to be careful at that where that scar is. I went, oh, I didn't even think about that. You got some time to. to yeah, well, yeah, hopefully it'll smooth out and be fine by then. But yeah. anyway, so that that was our exciting uh, Wednesday afternoon this week. Yeah. It was a very unexpected phone call from the school nurse, <laughs> and <laughs> it's never yeah, it's never good when she shows up on the uh, caller ID. Uh, yeah, but fortunately, it was it was okay. So there we go. There we go. Check that box in, in my mommy list of life to do moments. Yes. Yeah, there you go. And hopefully that's the last time the nurse will call. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. No. This week. This week. <laughs> He's seven. It'll happen. It'll happen. Keep going. It's but, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think how to, we've been trying to think how do we segue into what we're going to talk about. But Yeah, so and, on and another note, in totally, current events. Uh, maybe a little more depressing though, we, uh, yeah, we recorded the podcast and yeah, between last podcast and this podcast, uh, the big thing was that Zaha Hadid passed unexpectedly. Yeah. Heart attack at 65 while she's being treated for bronchitis. It's like, oh my God. And in the States, right? Yeah, in the US, in, Miami. In Miami, yeah. Of all places. I know. So away from home, which is never, never fun thing, or yeah. expected, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I pulled. In fact, I pulled into the parking lot, and I usually pull my phone out real quick and check Facebook or check email real quick to, you know, if there's any fires to put out before I come into the office. And yeah. and sure enough, it was in my Facebook feed, and went, oh, oh my yeah. gosh! Oh no, yeah, the first time I saw it, I'm like, is that real? You know, and I never trust. Uh, yeah, like real, and so I start digging around a couple of websites, and uh, then I, I pops on my phone because. For some reason, I get no other news messages on my phone except from the BBC, and I haven't changed the settings, I guess. But <laughs> so I get the announcement that says she's died. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, you know, because you just don't think of. I mean, you know, 65 is young these days. Oh, absolutely, far and away. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of shocking. It's like, okay, well, you know, we just lost a major icon, if you will, in the architecture industry. And, and I was telling Laura, so I don't know how you know the public perceives it because you know, we're tied into it. And anybody really in architecture is really tied into you know her level of architect, that sort of star architect level. Um, but if you're the general public, does it? Do you notice? Does it? Oh, who's that? And so it seems kind of like you know. And, and to me, the flip analogy of that, of course, is like you know. If Justin Bieber died suddenly, you know, teenage girls everywhere oh, would be hurling themselves off buildings, <laughs> yes. you know, all across the world because yes. as a pop star, there's that broader and bigger reach. Yeah, she certainly holds a place in our our world culture, mm-hmm. but is she a household name like, you know, Justin yeah. Bieber or any sort of Hollywood or, or music star would be? Yeah. And and what sort of effect does that have? Do you are you know are there little future girl architects in elementary school right now that ever knew her name or will they ever know her name and and understand what an impact she had on our on our industry and yeah. and women's roles in architecture? Yeah, that, that was the you know question we had. It's like, what kind of impact does her passing have? Because and, and ironically the. The AI just put out their study on their survey from last year on diversity in architecture, and the result was that the majority of women, and I think the majority of men too, still perceive women as underrepresented in the industry. So you have a, someone who is, you know, she's a, a Pritzker Prize winner, a gold medal winner from the Royal Institute of British Architects. She was a BBE. She's a Dane. I mean, a British Dame. Uh, all these things and all these achievements, and suddenly that role model image is gone. So, well, it's not gone, but it's. I mean, but there's, you know, it was cut short. Cut short, for sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, you think probably another ten or fifteen years, and she's still still been speaking and still been producing architecture and still been there as a visible, you know, accessible in some ways um, role model. But now that's that's gone. Well, and. You know, the nice thing about architecture is that her legacy will last in the building. Will last in the building, yeah. So she, you know, fortunately we have plenty of her brilliance around the world to go visit and Mm -hmm. to experience. And 
Um, you know, of course, we won't necessarily be able to go meet her there for lunch or to hear, you know, <laughs> what were you thinking about yeah. when you designed this? Or to hear her lecture and, and find out what she was really thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in that respect, it is a, definitely a loss. But for all that she contributed in, in her 65 years, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, so. and to be the first woman to win the Pritzker Prize, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge thing. And to be the first Muslim. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, she's born in Baghdad and immigrated to Britain and hadn't been home since 1980. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, so living, out, living in London and basing her business out of London. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's, it is, I think the first architect really that I've also been cognizant of passing, maybe, you know, I, I'm not sure when. I think the last big architect was in the past. I think maybe Peg. Well, and she was such in a in just the prime of her career. Yeah, right, right. So many different projects going on and, and visible. Of course, she you know had projects with the Beijing Olympics and you know major venues in those games mm-hmm. and um, where she was actually being talked about by the Olympic reporters and and the newscasters and and being part of the dialogue of those games, which is kind of exciting because those. Really, the Olympics has become an opportunity for architects to really show to put architecture oh, sure. in the the public's view. You know, it's accessible to anyone. So that's that's kind of exciting. And you know, you and I were talking about as business owners, of course, of our small little firm. We sort of had a a thought of like, oh gosh, what happens to her office? Because mm-hmm. surely she has. Well, I mean, we've we've looked up. She has a business partner. So obviously he's going to be there to to take over and keep things running. Yeah, but, yeah, but what impact does it have on their current projects, their current clients? Yeah. Because when you hire her firm, you hire her right. name right. and her genius in, in yeah. architecture design. So yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> I, I kind of thought, you know, oh, we're an HPD architecture. If one of us dies, we're still HPD architecture. It's just, you know, no one's really like, you know, it's not – me architecture you are i mean it's really us as a group right as a group and so you know yeah you're not necessarily hiring a name here but or with most firms really you're not hiring a name but for her that's really that's part of the selling is that you know her genius her ability and her name and of course you, know, you look at the staffing you, you look on our website the, the number of people who are the, the number of architects she has and designers that she has on staff i mean all these people contribute but there is that initial, you know, I wouldn't say cachet, but that initial attraction of, you know, I have a Zaha Hadid project. Right, exactly. So now as a business, do you start losing your customers? Do you lose the people who would normally, you know, the people who might be attracted to that, that practice? I mean, there's 300 plus people there, you know. Yeah, and, and on, on staff. On staff within all their offices. So. I don't know, just as a business owner, you think, my gosh, that's a big, big shock. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, she had so much at stake and so much to lose, so we hope she had some sort of transition plan in place Mm or, you know, that she had talked to her partners and her, you know, the closest advisors around her as to what might happen. Right. Uh, And and only time will tell. We'll see what, how her firm evolves. Right. Right. So, yeah, it would be interesting to, to know. I mean, when an artist dies, they can't sign another painting. Yeah. You know, at Lena, when Frank Lloyd Wright died, there are no f- more Frank Lloyd Wright buildings. Right. And so 
in that respect, that part of her legacy is over. But um, yeah, we'll have to see because there's still plenty of incredibly talented people that were part of her firm or still a part of the firm. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But we just wanted to to take a few moments to to give credit where credit is due and acknowledge <laughs> that we knew who you were, Saha. Yeah. And uh, that yeah, that it'll be. It's a it's a hole right now in our industry that yeah. that she's gone. So. Well, and who's going to step up and fill it? You know, mm-hmm. who's going to be the next? You know, I think star architects always think of you know all the men. You know, I think you know. Yeah, they, who's the next woman? Who's the next woman yeah, to step up right. and fill that space? And you know, maybe she knew. I mean, she could have been mentoring someone for all we know. I mean, you never know. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that that space gets filled. But well, and it'll be interesting too to see how. Um, I don't see how, you know, see if there are younger women who were using her as a role model and, you know, and now suddenly, you know, what's your guide, what's your guide point? You know, what's your, my niece who's, you know, two years in architecture, three years in architecture, you know, who's she looking up to as a role model? And I don't know if she is or if she, you know, she's just kind of out there grinding it, going on about her business, or if she has something, you know, bigger in mind. I don't know. So, yeah. But especially, you know, in an industry that's, that really is, you know, you look and you think there are so few women in the industry. Um, and says a man whose two business partners are women. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, Not you from know. your vantage point, but yes. Unfortunately, yeah. there are more you know, role models for women now than there were, of course, when our partner Holly was, was young in her career. And, um, so I think in general, very slowly it might be improving, but, but the general conversation, you know, at any of our conventions or anytime there's a diversity study done Mm -hmm. is that it's not a 50, 50 split between men and women in our industry. Um, in school, it, it tends to be pretty even between men and women. Right, right. But as you get further up in the career path, the women drop out. Yeah. And that's probably pretty typical for most, I think, technical or, or um, more professional organizations. Uh, yeah, um, career paths, I guess yeah. I should say. Um, because and and I think a lot of it too has to do with our culture and within architecture mm-hmm. that there's kind of this uh, you know I call it the old white guys uh, yeah, club. Yeah, I mean I fit the perfect demographic. Right, of the old white guy, <laughs> a middle aged white guy. You know, and well, and the problem is, is even back in when we were in studio back in school, it was like well we suffered and we pulled all night so all nighter so. You, little freshman, you need to do the same thing because we paid our dues. You better pay your dues or we're not going to give you the time of day. So it's this kind of perpetuating culture of this is how we had to go through it. So it's going to be the same for you. And how dare you even suggest that we change the way we do things? So, you know, the the guys that are in control of a lot of these firms are like, uh, no, you're going to work the hours we tell you you need to work. And, and it, I think it is getting better as far as like flexible hours and being able to work, you know, have that work-life balance and all that kind of stuff for families. But, wow. but for a very long time, it was not very flexible. And so it was very hard to, to start a family and, well, um, and, one, and be able to work your way up that, that leadership ladder in a big firm. Right. Or the women who were architects, were architects right up until they started having children. Right. And then it was time for them to go home and be with the kids and you know, support the hubby architect and, right. and let their career go by the way. 
um, yeah, I think it's real easy for it to, to perpetuate. Like I said, you know, it's we're so used to being this way that you know these these firms that are predominantly men, you know, led by men. Well, you know, who are they looking to for their next you know associate to move up the ladder, the next person to move up the ladder? They're probably looking at men. You know, there's there. That's maybe just where the mindset is. The men have always led this firm, and they will continue. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to put put our you know pretend that we've been in those shoes because I have not, and yeah. I've I've always worked for small firms. Um, and up until working for Holly, I had always worked for men. Yeah. So she was the first woman architect role model that I had. You know that w- that I had daily interaction with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Well, in, in one of the firms that I've worked at, um, I looked, went back and pulled up their website and was looking, because I know they've been, uh, had undergone some changes. And the associates, the new new senior, like, I don't say senior partners, but the people moving up into the partnership level, they're all men. But the, the, the firm itself was very male-dominated, very good old boy you know, mentality that, you know, ha, 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 we're all guys kind of thing, and, mm-hmm. and not very open to... You know, having women there, so so no surprise that this is who's moving up into senior leadership positions. So fortunately, we're seeing quite a few women in leadership roles in our local AIA chapter, as right. well as at our Texas right. Society of Architects and National AIA. Yeah. So that's very encouraging and refreshing, and yeah. we are seeing. I would say almost every time there's a list of like say distinguished alumni, you know, at mm-hmm. any particular university or distinguished architects or award winners or things like that where you are seeing women in those being recognized right. um, but it's not in equal numbers yeah. for sure well and I think the this year's fellows that are being recognized at the national convention I think there were well I'll say 25% of the people being recognized were women oh good so you know it's, it's a it's a bigger I remember the first time that I went uh, to the AI national conference and they were awarding something I remember sitting in the, in the crowd because it was a, a big group of people. I don't think it was the fellows. I think there was some gold medal or whatever. And I'm sitting there, you know, looking and hearing them call names. I'm like, black guy, black guy, black guy, African-American guy. Hey, there's a woman, black guy, black guy. <laughs> I, it was just so, you know, so I was like, you know, because Holly's perception has always been it's about the old white guys and that's how she doesn't want to get involved and that sort of thing. And um, so I was sitting there, you know, having that in my head playing, you know, thinking and, and watching them pull these people up on stage and going, yeah, there's really not a lot of women up there. Yeah. And not a lot of minorities up there either. You know, that was the interesting thing. The, the study they did was on diversity was about women and race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was also the, the question about race as far as, you know, how they're represented. And again, underrepresented in the industry. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's. Funny what you think of when, well, when someone passes. I mean, like, yeah, um, you do sort of take inventory so, yeah. as to where you are in the world and yeah. what our world looks like. So yeah, and so yeah. you know, so lost, here we are. Lost, you know, important female role model as an architect and an icon, and and you know, yeah, I don't know, here we are. So <laughs> yeah, well, and I, we, of course, we did a couple internet searches before we started the podcast, and mm-hmm. I was really impressed with how far her design uh, activities went. You know, there were um, some even just new 
uh, jewelry designs and new uh, collaborations with jewelry designers that were coming out with Zaha's name mm-hmm. on it. Um, really beautiful designs that were very reminiscent of some of her architecture. And, uh, you know, everything from furniture to home goods to, mm-hmm. you know, just anything that can really be- benefit from good design, she had her hand in it. So that's yeah. kind of exciting that she didn't just focus on buildings. Right. Right. Well, I think that may be a talk for another podcast, too, that I think people forget that architects can do other things. Mm-hmm. The design isn't just about buildings. The design's about all sorts of things. Um, and I think we tend to forget that. So we tend to get so focused on the building and built environment versus, you know, you know, the furniture and furnishings and light fixtures and coffee pots and mugs and, you know, you name it. Well, and open spaces, parks mm-hmm. and, and bridges and all yeah. sorts of structures like that. Yeah, so... Anyway, so kind of a depressing... <laughs> a depressing Not depressing. Well, well and, and appropriate because actually today... Yesterday and today, the 7th and 8th of April, they were holding a celebration of life for Zaha Hadid in London at the Serpentine Sackler Gallery. So I thought it was kind of appropriate that that we were remembering her on the actual day that they are also remembering her in London. So I'm sure she's having plenty of good thoughts about her. And I, I just had kind of a... You know, anytime somebody dies, there's usually some sort of, you know, comic strip or illustration, something that comes about to just uh-huh. sort of mark the occasion. And I thought, I'm pretty sure the pearly gates are getting redesigned right about now. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure Zaha's <laughs> putting her mark on, some on something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yes, well, onward and upward. Onward and upward. And on a, I don't know, a cheerier note. <laughs> This is our sixth podcast. I know. Yay. We're doing pretty well. We're doing so up. well. Yeah. yeah and actually, it's, it's good that we got off a week because next week is a chamber dinner. And I'm like, I'm not here on Friday. There's no yes. way I can be here on Friday because it's just a complete zoo. Getting you know, getting everything packed up at the office, getting everything over to the hotel, getting them packed, getting things set up. I mean, by the time it was done, by the time last year we had... Got everything packed, got over to the hotel, got it unpacked, got everything set up, did the dinner. I was dead by like 9.30. The dinner ended at 9.15 and it was like, and we're done. Yeah, all that adrenaline and, and having yeah. to be on. Be on the whole time. Be that well, people person. And, and, then, uh, mm-hmm. and then having to break down everything after all that was done. I know, that's exhausting. Yeah. I hate that part. Yeah, so... Uh, so it's working out pretty good that we're off a week. Yeah. From where we, so we should planned, so. Yeah, we should keep to our every two week schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Sounds good. So hopefully next week will or next week. Next time we'll come to you with something a little more upbeat, maybe. I don't know. You know. Hopefully no one dies between now. Oh good grief. Don't <laughs> jinx us. Goodness. But uh yeah. Um so you know, as usual, if you're in Dallas and you wanna come see and say hi, you know. By the Architecture Happy Hour, our next one's at a gal- art gallery on the 20th of April. And it's um, a friend of ours who started his gallery, I think, when he started it, he was still sleeping in the back. Really? Yeah, I think he had he had, a, um, he had left his apartment and was sleeping and showering and everything at the gallery until he got on his, on his feet, and now it's a really... A huge success. Yeah, now it's really taken off. Yeah, he, he well. and his business partner both. Uh, she started out as, as, as his assistant uh-huh. and became his business partner. And, I mean, they've really, really made a name for themselves. So they're really excited about seeing that. And um, 
That's on the 20th. So if you're in town, you can swing by. And of course, you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and everywhere else. Yeah, just search for the Architecture Happy Hour or HPD Architecture and drop us a line. Let us know where you're listening from mm-hmm. and what's going on in your world. Everybody's busy here, so we'd love to hear if you're busy where you are too. Right. And be sure to like our Facebook pages because we have two. We have an HPD Architecture and the Architecture Happy Hour Facebook page. So I'm noticing more likes and more views. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that some of the listeners out there are actually going in like us. So. so anyway, well, we hope you're having a fun spring so far. And we will see you guys back in a couple of weeks. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.